Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In Depth. Hey guys, JD here, back in the home studio this week in New York City. We know I love that. I hope everyone had a lovely Thanksgiving. I wanted to start with the Thanksgiving games. Uh, A few good ones, blowout in the night game, but uh, let's start with the Bears-Lions. I thought this was one of the best games the Lions played all year. I know it was a low-scoring game and they lost on a game-winning field goal, but I thought Jared Goff played pretty well. Um, There were a few key injuries out of the run game, this game in particular, but with Jared Goff, you know, 171 yards and two TDs, 21 for 25, that's pretty good for him. Uh, They're trying to get him to limit the turnovers and uh, just play good football. He's got to be more accurate, and I think that was the main problem, guys, towards the end of his term in L.A., inaccuracy and turning the football over. So if he wants to have some longevity here with the Detroit Lions, he's got to limit those mistakes. And I think if he does that, he could be the man in Detroit. Although, I don't know if Detroit's the place you want to be the man in. Them being 0-10-1, they have a tie before they get in the win column. But uh, it's a rebuilding year. Chicago, on the other hand, Andy Dalton was happy to get the win. He had 317 yards in the game passing. Once again, he started the year uh, as QB1. Then Justin Fields came in. Now he's back in with Fields injured uh, ribs of course but I think Dalton was a little upset with that because he thought he was the man yes he had an injury issue but uh, now he's got something to prove he wants to prove that he's still a legit quarterback in this league and not just a backup so a nice win for the Bears it was good to see the Lions compete but the better team won the football game guys transitioning over to my favorite game on Thanksgiving uh, one of the main things I'm thankful for this year The Cowboys lost, and I agree with Stephen A. Smith. I I love to hear that. I'm not a big D-Town boogie guy, but uh, shout-out Vegas, 36-33. And Carr responded to his haters with 373 yards passing. I thought that was big time. And the biggest thing for Carr, guys, was no picks. You know, no turnovers in the game, and that's how you beat the Dallas Cowboys. As much as I want to joke about Dallas and what they can and cannot do, they are 7-4 and four and first in their division. They are playing well. We know Dak and Zeke are catching stride. Yes, C.D. Lamb was out for Thanksgiving Day, but uh, the better team actually lost the football game here. But this showed the Las Vegas Raiders, guys, how good they can play if they play the game of football turnover free. So I thought Jacobs had a good game out of the running back spot. I mean, Hunter Renfro, shout out Hunter. He's on my fantasy team. Big time for him to show up for me against my cousin Nick. Uh, Big W for JD Sports, so we love to hear that. And Renfro, you know, talking about him, eight receptions for 134 yards. That's big time for him. You know, he's trying to make that next step. You know, Hunter Renfro reminds me of a Danny Amendola type, a Wes Welker, a Julian Edelman, someone who's small and undersized for the position but still gets it done at a high clip. So, Something to be said about how Hunter played the game on Thursday and uh, really happy for the Raiders. And we know for Dallas, you know, them backing up a game, not saying the Eagles, Giants, and Washington football team are going to catch them, 
but they're sure going to be in the picture only a few games back uh, now with Dallas having four losses. So uh, shout out Vegas uh, for getting it done. The night game, folks, was really one-sided, and it was one-sided simply because Trevor Simeon is not ready to be a quarterback in the National Football League, a starter at least. I mean, he's just inaccurate. He throws picks. He's just everything you do not want in a quarterback. I mean, he only put up six points on Thursday night. I mean, Josh Allen didn't even have his best game, and they still blew them out. Uh, Josh Allen threw two picks in the ball game. He threw for four TDs, which is good news. And his main target, Stefan Diggs, really, really stood out. Um, it was awesome to see seven receptions, 74 yards in a TD. He's great in the red area. He's great just as a deep threat downfield, runs a five and in, a 10-yard in with ease, always beating his corner to the spot and looking back for the football and great after the catch. I always joke with top receivers like Diggs and Devontae Adams, you know, DK Metcalf, Julio Jones, Randy Moss, even though he hasn't played in a while, what makes these guys great is catch and run ability. Uh, We know they got the best hands in the sport, but what can they do after the catch? And it's usually turn up field for positive gains. So uh, that's a little on Thursday. Moving on to Sunday, I'll mention uh, the games that stood out to me. I thought the Steelers really struggled, and it's almost like I talk week to week about what Big Ben should and should not do, but another game where he's struggling throwing the football. You know, he threw two INTs in the game. He's going against a young premier quarterback that it's going to be a shootout. The Steelers have to score points to win this game, and what I was impressed by, guys, with the Cincinnati Bengals defense is they limited Najee Harris. Tough to do that. I mean, I thought the Pittsburgh O-line was not spot on hitting their assignments on Sunday, but uh, the Cincinnati Bengals strictly, you know, look like the better team here. And I must shout out my boy T. Higgins out of the wide receiver spot, because usually it's all about Jamar Chase. Higgins stepped up in a big way, and the Bengals with a big-time win, 41-10. to Giants won, Jets won. I won't get too into it, but congrats to both New York teams. A good week to be a New York football fan. We don't say that often, but uh, I'm happy to be in the home studio, especially during a week where both New York teams win. I wanted to talk about New England and the Titans just because it's been Titans this, Titans that. And then Bill Belichick goes in there 36 to 13. And the story was, I love Mac Jones. We, we all know that, what I've been saying about him the last five weeks on our show, which I'm really impressed in. But what Belichick loves, and that's why I call him Baby Brady, he doesn't turn the ball over. It's just, it's turnover free football. It's efficient football. It's not forcing the long play, extending drives, you know, moving the chains. It's big time. He was 23 for 32 in the game with 310 yards, two TDs passing. I mean, Mac Jones is everything you want in a quarterback. And everything doesn't just come with arm talent, come with running ability, throwing left, throwing right. It comes with the head for the sport. And I think that's what Bill Belichick, that's what stood out to him. There's a lot of people with Mac Jones type talent. There's a ton of quarterbacks that can do what he does, but who has the high football IQ? Who's going to make the right play when the game is on the line, right? I love Ryan Clark on NFL Live, and I watch him closely because 
He states facts. I mean, New England is playing at a high level. We know that. But he thinks that the defense is the story. Yes, Mac Jones plays turnover-free football, but the defense has been unbelievable, especially limiting team scoring ability this season. I mean, a high-powered offense like the Titans, yes, no Derrick Henry anymore, but limiting them to only 13 points, that's huge. And uh, credit goes out to that defense. And of course, we got to give Bill Belichick credit once again for uh, how he prepares this team. And there's only so much to say about New England. And the fact that they are on the right track already post-Tom Brady era is a lot of credit to Belichick, as I mentioned. And of course, Josh McDaniels. Moving on, uh, I know Tom Brady's in hearing me somewhere, and he's saying, don't talk about New England too much. So here I go with the Bucks. Big win on the road against Indianapolis. Tom Brady preached in the locker room that this was a big, big game for them, beating a red-hot Indianapolis Colt team, especially with a star player like Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he's just a remarkable talent. He's coming off a game where he scored five TDs. I mean, that's just huge. But Leonard Fournette heard Tom Brady the most. 17 carries for 100 yards and three TDs. He balled out. For Tom Brady over his career, it's always important that his run game is efficient as well so he can mix in the passes, you know, go back to his old target like Gronk. Gronk had seven receptions in the game for 123 yards. That was big for Gronk, especially he's been in and out of the lineup this season. You know, injury not injury, before we know it, he gets hurt again, but uh, Gronk gives his heart to the sport, Uh, he plays 110% every time he's out there, and that's why Tom Brady gave him a call to come to Florida, and shout out to Buccaneers, heading back in the right direction, we know great teams are going to have bumps in the road, uh, like the Bucs had, you know, loss by loss, as I mentioned last week, but it's how you respond, it's how you click at the right time, really, really important when every game matters. So shout out the Bucks, big win and big win on the road, especially tough to win at Lucas Oil Stadium. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Packers Rams before we wrap it up here for the football segment. Um, the toe injury did not stop Aaron Rodgers. He threw for 307 yards and two TDs passing one running. I thought he really played efficient football as well as, you know, Dylan stepping it up at the running back spot. We know that Aaron Jones is out. He knew that he'd have to be ready to play, especially against this high-powered LA Rams defense, you know, with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller. You know, it's Star City over there in LA. Green Bay won a chess match here. Uh, They won by eight points. We know OBJ scored on the LA Rams side and Stafford was throwing it downfield, but we know the problem with Stafford, it's it's what we mentioned with other quarterbacks around the league, it's interceptions. Um, that really holds you back as a quarterback. When in doubt, throw it away. When in doubt, throw over the head of your receiver instead of throwing short where it could be picked off. I think that's key. We know Matthew Stafford's arm talent's unbelievable. We just have to see if his IQ matches his talent when it comes to these crucial games down the stretch. So uh, shout out the Rams. Yes, they now have four losses, but uh, they're going to be a playoff team and they're going to be just fine. And wrapping it up with the football segment before I touch quickly upon uh, baseball and basketball, the Baltimore Ravens squeak it out against the Browns. Lamar Jackson emphasized in the postgame interview that he was not happy with his play. Even though they won, he's got to be better. He threw four picks in the game. Yes, he can run like Michael Vick and we know that, but how efficient is he going to be in the pass game? 
that's what's going to send them to the promised land or send them home early. I think Lamar Jackson is great. I think he's showing strides in the right direction more often times than not. But this was a bump in the road. Yes, they are the number one seed in the AFC as of now. But I want to see more out of Lamar in the passing game. We know that this isn't college anymore. You cannot just run for TDs and juke everyone out. You got to pass. You got to hook up with Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews more and uh, take your team up and beyond because Lamar has the talent to do so. It's if he executes in the passing game. Quick shout out, PG, the producer, of course, because the New York Mets got Max Scherzer. And uh, I think that's big time, you know, adding Max alongside Jacob deGrom, one-two punch like you never heard before. For real, guys, those two are great, great for the sport as well. The funny thing is, guys, is Max Scherzer, they're saying a three-year deal for someone who's 37 years of age, but he's still pitching at a high clip. We know he could still get it done in this league. We know he showed signs just in last postseason that he's ready for the big moment. And of course, him winning it all with the Nationals, he was just great throughout those series as well to take them up and beyond and end up sitting on the mountaintop. But uh, yeah, that's a big pickup for the Mets. We know their offense was clicking early on in the year. Batting order was hot. Yes, they got cold towards the end, but uh, you add someone like Max Scherzer to your locker room, it's going to be big time for the whole organization. And a little bit on the NBA, because I don't want to wrap it up before I talk about Steph Curry. The Warriors are 18-2. and They're 18-2 and without Klay Thompson, without Wiseman. Steph Curry is just playing like the MVP of our league. In my opinion, he should have won the award last year. We already know he's a two-time league MVP. Just a phenomenal talent. Can shoot the three ball with ease. You know, makes his teammates better. I always joke, Steph Curry can go out on any given night and drop 35. But the nights he has six, seven, eight assists, that's when his team is really clicking getting those around him involved. And Jordan Poole's been stepping up. I thought Andrew Wiggins took a big step from last year to this year. And uh, the Warriors, uh, Clay Thompson's already joking on social media. If you guys are this good without me, how good are you going to be with me? And uh, I think the Warriors, as Steph Curry said, it's been tough. You know, uh, last year not having Clay. The year prior, Steph Curry had a wrist injury that kept him out. It's been a few bumps in the road, but even great teams. They have a few bumps in the road and uh, back to the top. So Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, these guys are going for their fourth championship this year. And a lot to be said there. So as we all know, NFL, MLB offseason rocking and rolling. A lot of people on the move. I wanted to shout out Max Scherzer, especially also Corey Seager heading to the Texas Rangers, making all the headlines with the amount of money that man's getting. But uh He's already got the World Series with L.A. Now he's worried about getting paid. So we'll see how he does with Texas. Y'all will hear from me next week. Got to hit every sport before we bounce. Love y'all. J.D. out.